Parental discretion is advised. Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at sliceonbroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show 501. It's the first episode of the new year, and there's a lot of stuff going on tonight. We're, 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 we're on all the feeds and, and, and taking all the information so you don't have to here on a Tuesday night. You can just, just join us here live at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. I'm in the Mayhem Studios here in Pittsburgh, PA. Also joining me back again for the new year, a baby face Papa Lunchbox. How you doing? Hi. Yeah. I I I shave I lost I shaved my beard and I lost my podcasting strength. Oh no! Oh no! I, I I don't know how to do this, Sorg. I don't know how how does how does it work? You talk you talk into the microphone and you make sentences that actually make sense and you don't say um at all. Uh, mm, okay. Uh, professional. <laughs> all right, all right. Bear with me. All right. Well, get it out of your system during this show, and that way, panel riot will be perfectly perfectly done. Does it, oh god! I recorded that first. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Wrong order. Wrong order. <laughs> also with us, all the media's are going on. I Thanks, Sork. Thanks for uh, what? Oh no! No, no, no that, that, that's, that's not. That's not. We don't. We don't. We don't even have a delay. I don't know why you're even doing that. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, also with us, uh, our friend in the mainstream media, number one for tonight, uh, our uh, Matt mainstream Matt on the Twitter's Matt Carlin is joining us, and I know he's got uh, some TNA Impact Wrestling in the background going on. I do not have TNA impact oh, on in the background because it would be too distracting. The action would be too hot and too nonstop, and I wouldn't be able to focus on this podcast. <laughs> this is priority one, and if I turn on TNA, I won't be able to even think because the, the newness and the hotness of the brand new Impact Wrestling will just blow my mind. It'll pop my mind, sword, <laughs> just like that. Well, there you go. Let's let's hope so. I don't even know. Are we doing an impact show? I don't know if anybody's uh, maybe they can tell me in the chat if some of those uh, co-hosts are in there. Uh, but the midweek more is now just spread all over the place. Also with us from Philadelphia, uh, join us from Philly.com, the Squared Circle Sports section over there, covering all your wrestling needs. Vaughn Johnson back on the show once again. Thank you for coming back, sir. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, it's glad to, glad to be back. Uh, it's been a while. But, you know, I'm glad to be back all the way out in Philly watching the Flyers while Matt's watching the, the Silly Penguins. It's a shame. <laughs> I was going to have some uh, – you, you and your fancy real sports. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we're here. This this show is not about that. This is about the, 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 the kind of sports that I love and I dedicate to. I like to keep a fake on this show. And uh, we're talking about professional wrestling. And uh, and you can join us at WrestlingMayhemShow.com, live at WrestlingMayhemShow.com every Tuesday uh, around 9 p.m. Eastern time, and more so lately because of some schedule changes. So that's cool. Uh, so please drop in there and uh, become part of the chat if you're here live. You may notice if you're on the video, I got, I got to point to the thing. I got to figure out where it's at. Uh, we are, are trying to put the live chat room in here during the show so you can be more of a, a embedded staple into the show as we release this and to give you more reason to, 
take a look at the video version of the show and some commentary. Heel Garza of uh, the Re- WrestlingRevolution.com, our friend Alex from out in California has joined us, uh, and, and a few more wife of the show who's helping out with the show notes all night as well. So uh, you're going to get their commentary here through the show as well. And whatever else they put in that little window that I've set up for them. You can also drop us a line to uh, 412-206-WMS0 or uh, the email address at goodtimes at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. And uh, you can also uh, follow us on the patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Uh, we, we love any, any way you can uh, kind of support us. Uh, whether it's share the show, tell a friend, uh, star us on, uh, on uh, review us on iTunes or wherever you might be listening to the show, or you can, uh, again, patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem shall become a supporter of the show in a financial way. Uh, just a couple bucks, just a penny, if that's the case. Uh, that's fine. Uh, you know, good friends like, hey, represented here tonight, uh, one of the patrons from the uh, Matthew and Jennifer Carlin's Foundation for Podcast Betterment. Thank you so much. Uh, Ed Burke. Uh, the wrestling revolution dot com uh, as well, and of course our good friend Bo Diggity. Woo! Well, oh, a little weak, a little weak. That, apparently, the beard took away the the woo power. I, I, I lost, I lost all my podcast strength. I told you all the podcast strength. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's get into it. Our first story of the night, of course, a lot going on. Uh, Monday Night Raw, they're really trying to pick things up. Uh, but uh, uh, the Roman Rumble uh, coming up here, uh, as as it kind of got lined up here, it, you could tell that we kind of uh, went full steam in the Royal Rumble season uh, by the by the looks of Raw last night. Uh, I, I, and and the the first time the title is defended at a Royal Rumble, uh, but not the first time that, that that somebody may have won the Royal Rumble and and, and gained the belt. As we remember, 1992, I believe that was with Ric Flair. Yes, it was. So one of the, I know that's one that I wore out the tape uh, back in the day. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is this does this bring a new new excitement to the Rumble at this point? I am vastly curious to find out how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. So so if someone else wins, he loses the title to that someone else. But if he does, what does this mean for WrestleMania? That's what my main... Well, I, well they always say the, per, the person that, that wins Royal Rumble goes to WrestleMania. So whoever has the belt is going to end up in WrestleMania, ideally, right? Um, that's true. That's a good point. So, so I mean, I, I think that's, that's kind of your ticket. And we don't have something weird like the Elimination Chamber uh, to mix things up. I, we usually end up getting like some kind of tag match at Fastlane. I can't believe they put Fastlane in the middle there. Am I, am I correct? Yeah. That's Fastlane they, they replaced with, right? Yep. So, um, yep. I don't know. It seems like kind of an odd choice. Um, I, I, I felt like I felt like uh, you know you know going into it. Of course, there was like all kinds of uh, shenanigans uh, uh, with the with the guest referee with Vince and everything. Did you guys feel like it was very uh, Attitude Era, Matt? Um, hard to say, Sword. I, I don't know if Vince should have gone out there with a sleeveless referee shirt. I don't know if he should have <laughs> dusted that thing off. Certainly. Um, I thought it wasn't necessarily attitude there because sometimes, well, some, not all the time, but sometimes things in the attitude there made sense. Right. But it was bit. It's just, it's just like, sometimes it's not just, it's, just because there's a lot of shenanigans doesn't mean it's attitude there, you know, it, it just didn't make sense. So that's, I, I, that's bad in any era. Whether it's attitude there or the I 80s agree with you. or now, it just didn't make, the finish of this match didn't make sense at all to me. 
I agree with you in execution. I just, I, I just feel like the, um, the guest referee. Well, just I, I guess Vince's presence in the way that it is uh, 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 evokes that kind of attitude era spot in my brain. Um, and the problem is, it's it's stretched out. Like any anything like that, any, you know, it's that three hours that really kills it. Because I forget about it until we get three hours later and finally have the match, right? Whatever the heck we set up at the top of the show. And um, I, I can't imagine how the how the, um, the the casual person. Well, I guess we know how the casual person's doing because the, the numbers aren't doing very well. I, didn't, I haven't seen the numbers for last night, of course. Um, but uh, uh, hey, at least there's another two hours on USA. So with SmackDown yeah, coming yeah, up yeah, this yeah. week, so I'm sure they're really happy about that at this point. So, um, I, don't, I mean, hey, we are running into uh, WrestleMania season here uh, with the Royal Rumble. Um, I love the idea that we're starting these factions up. Uh, you know, really kind of building up the the Wyatts and uh, the uh, the social outcasts that formed last night. Uh, so I mean, a lot of guys that were kind of lost, and uh, I, I'm kind of calling them the Job Squad 2.0. Or I I don't know what we're up to by now as far as that goes. Um, I, I don't know what do you, what do you guys think? Kind of building up into that. I think the social outcast is probably the funniest thing I've seen in wrestling in, in, in the longest time. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what I should make of it. I just found it hilarious. I just thought it was just the silliest thing. I don't know why it even exists. I guess it's because they're so thin uh, with, with, with people because uh, they don't have guys like Cesaro or Randy Orton, and, uh, Daniel Bryan even. But uh, it's something. I mean, I don't, like I, said, I don't know what to make of it yet. It's, the name is awful, but <laughs> it's just the group itself. It's just like, what what is this? Like, Obviously, it's, it's, it reeks of Job Squad 2.0, but I don't know if they're going to be the Job Squad. Heath Slater won last night, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. I was trying to figure out if they were gonna if they were trying to like shed their existing gimmicks because when they all like did their shtick on the ramp and they're all like I don't know making up new catchphrases on the on the fly and Curtis Axel is gonna break free of these chains. Can't drop do their thing and they all walk off and I'm like, okay, are they like? Done, and then like Bo Dallas has got to grab the mic one last time, and just be like, "Oh, by the way, Bo leaves." And like, I was like, I don't. God, I, it's, for me, I, I like I like Slater, and I think Axel kind of fits. But like Adam Rose and Bo Dallas are very strange pieces for this group. Like, where's Sandow? Sandow would fit into this perfectly, and I'm sure I could think of one other person to do it. But I feel like like Bo Dallas and Adam Rose had too much of an existing thing going on for them to just kind of like slide into this uh whatever this is going to be some sort of renegade outsider uh faction it just feels like a weird fit i think that's the point though i think it's supposed to be weird and they, they accomplished that you know mm-hmm. in spades just making it weird <laughs> um but we're also getting this weird interesting spot where and again it, it feels like every time they do a move like this it's like well why didn't we do this going into survivor series uh we we're kind of going faction crazy at this point which I think is great cuz I think it gives a a a little bit of structure to just you know uh, a bunch of people in random matches that that we seem to have or the same people in the same matches from week to week uh and adds a little bit to it um I just kind of They've get- been building new survivor series teams Every week since Survivor Series. Sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> They're screwing with us. Uh, but, I feel like I'm being messed with. But I think it's a it, it's a great way for them to kind of add a little bit of excitement. I mean, look at look at the crew for uh, the, the 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 League of Legends. 
I, I keep want to call them United Kingdom because that's what they were in the video game like several years ago when they put that that kind of group together uh, with Seamus and all them. Uh, but the, but you know I'm definitely more interested in Del Rio now than that odd awkward Zeb Quarter thing that they were doing uh, uh, several months in advance. Um, I don't think Rusev really needed anything to get more exciting because he had Lana. Uh, but uh, it, 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 Seamus again. I mean we had you know we were all just yawning at him and, and Randy Orton all summer. And how about that Wade Barrett, Sorg? And how about Wade. that Wade Barrett? How about that Wade, Wade Barrett? Getting paid to do nothing, Sorg. Getting paid? Doing absolutely nothing. And yet, mysteriously, sometimes walking to the ring with them, and then nothing, and then standing around, watching things happen. Just standing on the apron and watching a tag match and never tagging in, and then going home and getting paid. I didn't even realize he was doing what that. I, uh, what, what, wait, what was the injury? I, 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 don't, I feel like I asked... It was the, like, a, like a nerve issue in his neck or something like he said it on twitter it's like some nerve issue in his neck or something like that so it's kind of something nerve related not serious but it's serious enough that he's not wrestling so i don't know so 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 not serious enough to send him home uh so he can stick around and do all the uh wwe network swerve spots in the back uh and 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 make an appearance and sell some t-shirts uh you're welcome matt carlins uh and uh yeah. <laughs> By the way, I got an email about the about your uh, Wade Barrett shirt like today to ask what I thought about it and if I'd recommend it to a friend. <laughs> so <laughs> I wouldn't just recommend it; I'd give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. But hey, good for good for him. Um, it's kind of that king king of the ring curse, isn't it? So. Um, which what should they talk I, about? I think his, I think his kingship has expired, Sorg. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's an expiration date on the crown. <laughs> I, was, has it, I guess he's still carrying it. Not good. Yeah, Not good. Worse, uh, having uh, to carry. We still, still got King merch. We still got like King, uh, the King T-shirt or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like King. But, what, yeah, the King of Bad that. News. Um, yeah. Uh, what What do you think is more awkward, having to carry the King, the the crown and the robe out to the ring with you, or having to carry the Slammy out to the ring with you? Why? <laughs> I'm, I'm off on a tangent now. Why are our heroes flaunting their trophies, their Slammy Awards, with them while they're making that their entrances? A, That's not the that move. That should be a heel thing. Yeah. That should be a heel That's thing. Owen Hart. First yeah. chapter of being Owen Hart is carrying your Slammy Award to the ring and, with and you. And having it on tights. <laughs> and I got Neville and the Usos taking their Slammys to the ring. I think the Usos did it last year, too, and I probably made the same complaint. I don't understand why they have to take their – show some, you know, let's be humble in victory, guys. I, I think I think the, it, you, it, it turns into a heel thing when they're still doing it like three months later, right? Like, like <laughs> there's that's, an expiration date on that I, too. I, I think the expi- I think like this week was the expiration date. I I don't think you'll see them carrying slammies after next week because now we're in okay. full swing Royal Rumble. So that that is because we didn't really talk about Royal Rumble for the last three weeks, right? It was it was slammies. It was end of the year stuff. It was hey John Cena's coming back. Um, it was Vince McMahon's in jail, and now it's like, okay, Royal Rumble, leave your statues in the back, go check them, go go check them in at the gimmick table. Um, you know. So just to be so just to be clear, anyone who enters with a Slammy Award in their hand next week, that's a heel turn, right? Okay, I'll good. accept that. I'll accept that. Yeah. I okay. So. Good. Good. I can't wait. Neville heel turn. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Completely, completely. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just wanted to put. I want to put you on the spot now that we've uh, set these parameters for the carrying your Slammy Awards Make like it. a jerk <laughs> to the ring with you. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's just 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 in the phase they're in while they're kind of moving into this next thing. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, interested to see how that goes. Are, are we excited for the Rumble this year? This is usually where we're getting uh, keyed up for this. I'm excited for the Rumble every year. Sort. It's yeah. my favorite time of the year. It is my WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And I have been vastly disappointed year after year in recent <laughs> years. Uh, going all the way back to CM Punk's final match here in Pittsburgh. Oh, what a day that was. What oh. a straight up fucking bummer that was. <laughs> and got, and got last year here in Philly, too. Mm-hmm. Last year has been awful. You got to sense maybe part of the reason, part of the motivation that they're doing this thing with the world title is because they've had a couple subpar rumbles the last couple years or so. I mean, they've really. Kind of well, this, this easy, simple thing that has been like a slam dunk every single year has been <laughs> probably a dud in a lot of people's eyes the last – at least the last two years. I can't remember three years ago. That's probably not a good sign. Cena won that year. Yeah, that one <laughs> yeah. sucked too. They had, they had Rock and Punk though. Yeah, they did have Rock Sea Punk, yeah. Well, what about um, – Okay, so 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 we got mad the last few years because our guy didn't win, whether it be Daniel Bryan or whoever else, or really Batista or something like that, right? Um, or Roman Reigns, or, you know? Because uh, I mean, everybody's mad because their guy isn't going to WrestleMania, right? So how worse is it if our guy is not walking away with the freaking belt? Okay, um, and and I can't wait for a- a- Axel to. Take, make his bid for that and not get eliminated from the Rumble maybe again this year. Uh, that'll be, and then him walking around for the next year saying how he's a rightful WWE champion. That could be kind of fun. Um, yeah. but, the real world's champion. They could have carry a <laughs> pixelated belt around, you know? He just gets like a, Rick Flair did when he, he gets showed a replica. Up. And it's not, they'll pixelate it, but it won't even be a real belt. Like he'll grab the toy one, the Mattel toy one off yeah. of, the, off of the, the merch stand or something like that. Aren't they exactly? Doing that? No, no. Never mind. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of uh, Miz and um, Miz Dow. Uh, no, not Miz Dow. Uh, the the uh, God Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. They uh, they're arguing over a, a intercontinental replica belt on the internet. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Real, like Miz's real belt that he actually won. Mm-hmm. They're playing video games over it, and, and Xavier Woods has it. Like he took it home. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actual property, you got it. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and this is a good point. Eamon, our, our buddy down in Texas, voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, uh, in the chat room saying he thinks that this uh, new championship stipulation actually lessens the options of possible winners to him. There's always only two or three realistic options to win the Royal Rumble. Are you telling me year. I'm not getting now, Heath Slater in this thing? Yourself into believing that somebody else might actually win because you really like Wade Barrett, but you know only two or three or four guys have a realistic chance of winning. What's bigger stakes? Chris Jericho could walk away with it, man. Uh, all right, Chris Jericho. All right, my, my wife my wife just <laughs> muttered Dean Ambrose under her breath. Do you honestly think Dean Ambrose, one of their most popular superstars, one of the most charismatic and popular superstars in WWE. Do you think there's a chance in hell he walks out of Royal Rumble with the title? No, but they would be very well served to do exactly that. This should be the year where whoever wins comes out of complete fucking left field. Somebody you wouldn't expect and would not be one of those logical choices to win. This is the year they have to do it because they played it safe the past few years and it burned them. 
Yeah, exactly. that's not going to happen. They're going to stick with Reigns. He's probably going to retain. But, you know, they're, they're trying to add entry to that by adding this you know, stipulation or, of, of sorts to it. That's, to me, it opens up, it does open up a lot of possibilities. I don't think it limits it. I think there's a clear-cut favorite, and that's Reigns. But I think the possibilities are all there that they could have Brock win it or Triple H win it or maybe The Rock win it or, you know, something like that. Or somebody we don't, don't even know. Maybe maybe AJ Styles, who I highly doubt, but, you know, things like that could happen. I think they, they could go in a bunch of different directions because I don't think there's really one clear direction for WrestleMania even. Mm-hmm. And usually this is where you begin to see the direction they're going in. There is no clear direction for WrestleMania, so why would there be a clear direction for the Royal Rumble? The big fantasy book Hill Garza is uh, telling us in the chat room is that it's because the actual challenger for WrestleMania can't be there. Hint, hint, Rock versus Reigns. Could be. Could be. Maybe. I'll be happy with Brock. It makes you wonder how they're going to... I'll be happy with Reigns versus Brock again, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I'd be perfectly happy with that. There's a lot of good, uh, interesting combinations to do with Reigns in a title match. I mean, Reigns and Brock would be awesome. We know it can be awesome because we've seen it. Reigns and Cena would be interesting. It could be a mess, fan reaction-wise, but I think it could be awesome. Um, Reigns versus Rock would probably be good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of places to go. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Well, I, do, do you think the fans will be okay with Reigns? Beating, you know, hypothetically beating twenty nine other guys in one match to retain his no. title. No, <laughs> I think no. I mean, what happens if he rolls in? What happens if he rolls in at number twenty seven or twenty eight? That's kind of cheap. That's really. He's just gonna Hulk Hogan this number thing. Number one. I think they're gonna put them number one. For two, I think in Orlando it's different from Philly and Pittsburgh, where we're a little more of a more of a hardcore audience. And I think people have come around more to Reigns because I think they've done everything they possibly could to get people to not boo him. At the very least. And I think that's why it won't quite go that way. Sure, there's always going to be, his, he's always going to have his detractors, but I don't think, I think they're going to put the right pieces in place for people to get behind him. Mm-hmm. Whether that's genuinely behind him or they, like I said, put the right pieces in place, I just think that's what they're going to do. And I think one of those is Reigns is really good when he just put in a spot to be a badass and just punch people out. Um, just, he, he, you know, even through, he's not going to be doing a full-on wrestling match and have to uh, tell a, a large story or anything like that. He just needs to pop in there, punch some people in the faces and, and, and look, you know, you know, pull, pull a cane and eliminate a buttload of people. And, uh, and, and it's, a, it's a perfect spot for him to look amazing in that thing and get people excited, right? Um, but you got to be careful because um, I, I, I don't know if you want to start him at number one. That'd be interesting. Uh, but you don't want to do what they did in the last Rumble where Reigns kind of coasted a little bit in that in the 2015 Rumble in Philly. Uh, he didn't really eliminate a lot of guys. He didn't do a whole lot. Now, 2014 in Pittsburgh, uh, when he broke Kane's record, by the end of that match, the fans were ready for Reigns to, to win the yeah, Rumble in 2014. Um because he was kicking ass, right? Man, um, that... in 2015, he was kind of in coast mode, and he didn't eliminate a lot of guys, and fans were kind of like, ah, come on, you know, you got to earn it. It, it was it was the, the the best second option behind the Daniel Bryan that everybody was feverish for that year. So I know There's not that. these two guys. We'll take this Roman. We'll take Roman. We'll take Roman. Yeah, he's a shield guy. We'll, we'll take Roman. All right, we'll take, him, we'll take him. Please not Batista. 
Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that was basically not the movie guy that just showed up. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about some other potential names. I know the chat room down there in the corner has been talking about a few of them as potential people that could pop up at the Royal Rumble. But in the meantime, I want to give a shout out to our friends here in Pittsburgh, right down the road here from the studio, uh, here in the Beachview area and down in Carnegie, PA. Uh, Slice on Broadway, um, my good friends uh, supporting Pittsburgh Podcasting with a perfect pepperoni pizza uh, right down here. Uh, hey, guess what? If you want to go to the Carnegie location, the exit is open. You can finally get down there uh, from the highway without some crazy detours, and I definitely recommend it. There's some shots of that place there. And uh, uh, good people, great food, uh, New Yorker approved by Mad Mike up there. Hell, the guy lived in the Bronx. He knows good pizza, and uh, he definitely gives a thumbs up to them. Um, some friendly people, and, uh, and they've been supporting the show for a bit. For uh, supported our big crazy party that you can see the episode 500 that I'm afraid to listen back to. Uh, and uh, supporting don't, our, our don't 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 bother no don't don't bother. Don't, don't, don't bother I mean you were pretty blasted too we have to look forward yeah, and move yeah. in that direction I'm told I'm I like like Andrew Palace said that I need to watch back to Indie Mayhem Show 100 because it was very entertaining I considering the things that I found and have hidden in my drawer uh, from that episode like I I don't this, you know what I rate this show and I don't want to even pull that out on this show um, but anyways um. Sort of fraud. As we like to say in television news when we have a newscast that we'd rather forget, that one is on its way to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just sitting there on YouTube. But uh, anyways, but thank you so much. Slice on Broadway, sliceonbroadway.com. Head them up, let them know you heard about them on PGH underscore Slice on the Twitters and Slice on Broadway on the Facebook and the Instagrams. You'll get hungry, too. All right, segment number two for the night. Uh, there's a lot of rumors breaking and and the excitement over Wrestle Kingdom this week. And, of course, we'll talk about Wrestle Kingdom here uh, in a little bit. Uh, but uh, you know, the, the, the big thing was uh, 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 these new names that might be the new guesses of what might be uh, coming to uh, NXT, WWE. Let's be honest. It's probably going to be NXT in the long run. And I know you had, oh, geez, I lost it. Here, uh, uh, Matt, you had in the Slack uh, the big list of names. I know AJ Styles is the big one. Um, WWE.com is now reporting on these rumors. What? So this fire is alive and well and consuming multiple blocks in this this housing project of a wrestling world that we're all enjoying. AJ Styles. They put a story out like, like saying, could they possibly be here? And they got pictures, they got Instagram posts, tweets, all their names, all that stuff. This is www.com. Com like, has no idea what's going last on. Last bastion of quality online journalism. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Can I just, can I just like, to put this into context, www.com had an article of things they'd like to see in 2016, and one of them was Sasha Banks with the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> I mean, I, and, and, watch your back, Dean. Oh, yeah, watch your back, Dean. Um, but, but I don't think, wait, what does Triple H have to say? When... Okay, I know they keep getting in TMZ all the time. It drives me absolutely insane. Thank you, Dutters, for reminding me every time. Uh, but WWE.com is reporting in TMZ style at this point, and and I, I don't know how I feel about that. Hey, Sork. Hey, Sork. Why let all those dirt cheap websites have all the web clicks, man? True. <laughs> put up an article. Put up some BS article. You're basically just saying what all the other sites are saying. Get those clicks, baby. Nope, nope, man. You're giving, them, you're, you're giving them too much credit. I'm telling you, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. And the right hand is WWE and the left hand is .com. They are just fucking around. 
<laughs> to a certain extent, though, I think that there is something like they, they wouldn't just mention this on their website without something being there. I mean, there has to be something there. Yeah, I don't see why they would have pictures and all this other stuff up on their site, and there's no intentions at all to sign it. Right, right. Well, okay. we, we know. Why would, why would you fan those flames? We know. I mean, web traffic is important, but right. how important is it to WWE? I mean, come on now. I mean, We're it, talking about the integrity of WWE.com, so that's not just something you just throw away. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I am reasonably certain, and I hope somebody gets this joke, I am reasonably certain that Triple H had brunch with Nakamura at some point down the line. I hope someone laughs at that. <laughs> Silence. Uh, Bobby is shitting his pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, so we got Nakamura, uh, AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Doc Gall- Gallows, uh, uh, three major members of, of the Bullet Club there. AJ Styles Listen, and Nakamura. I, I, I might be a little, you know, I... I off base with names and stuff, but is it was it Luke Gallows was fucking in WWE before, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he was Festus. Same guy, yeah, fucking Festus. All right, I just I straight edge society. I was just curious. Well, yeah, but he's left. He's one of those names that CM Punk uh, mentioned when he was ranting at Vince McMahon during their big contract signing uh, angle before Money in the Bank years ago. Right, right, uh, right, right. Those guys. Why'd you fire this guy, Vince? He's awesome. Well, he, he's, he's essentially piggybacking with Carl Anderson. <laughs> I mean, if you want Carl Anderson, you get Luke Gallows too because they're tag team partners. Right, because that's they, pretty much it. They went he out. Had no purpose other than that. He went out. He made a name for himself. <clears throat> attached to Bullet Club, Carl Anderson. If you if you want to make that argument, um, and now he's attractive to NXT. And, and I think I think also you got to think. Okay, they could be signing with WWE, but they could also be just in a Samoa Joe type position. Because just because these names are coming in doesn't mean that they're in line to be on Raw in six months, right? Um, because I think, well, I mean, I, you're not, it's going to take a lot of money to get Nakamura out of Japan sword. Yeah. And AJ um, Styles, maybe a little bit less. So it's going to take a pile of cash to get Nakamura out of Japan. So this is not, this ain't some toe in the water kind of deal. If they're really going to do it, they're bringing them in. They're going all the way. And, and um, Anderson for that matter. Anderson's made it. He's put it on Twitter. He's making like 700,000 over there in Japan. Like, if you want to get him out of Japan, cough up the dough. Yeah. You know, keep probably paying at least 700000 <laughs> I mean, I mean, all four of these guys did just wrestle in front of 40,000 people um, Sunday. Sunday, Monday? Was that technically Monday there for them, I guess? Yeah. It was Monday for us, so. Um, it was like Monday. It's technically Monday. Yeah. Okay. Technically Monday, like, afternoon for them. Yeah. Monday morning for us. Uh, in raw time, basically. Wow, they had a pay- major pay per view on a Monday. That's incredible. They're always on January fourth. The show was January fourth. I had a working date. Oh wow! So right in the middle of a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're you're stubborn like that, sort. Are you all right? Is the Flyers game getting away from you over there, Vaughn? No, I was trying to mute the TV. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, no background noise on my part. And apparently, I'm getting I'm getting uh, a message that Mikey uh, uh, from uh, from Kiss is talking about uh, the WWE segment on Sports Center tonight. Uh, who is supposed to be on? Who is scheduled? Uh, Dean Ambrose is on Sports Center as we speak. I need um, to catch up with those. with the SmackDown set behind him. Was, was he was he part of that HGH documentary they were doing? 
Uh, I have to ask him, but my sources say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. I, that, that seems to be turning out well for them. Um, but I don't know. What do you think? The other, the other conversation about this is, well, okay, like, like Garza's in the chat room saying that this idea of these guys coming to like NXT absolutely baffles him at this point. Um, and even like, you know, <laughs> too much money to waste on NXT. Those guys are, are, are making 500k plus in New Japan. Like even even the tag guys, you think? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, my point exactly when we're talking about Nakamura and Styles, these guys are too good, and they're going to cost you too much mm-hmm. to stash them down in in NXT. Now, Anderson and Gallows makes sense, if only from the aspect of how closely aligned they are with Finn Balor from their days back over in New Japan when they're all in Bullet Club together. That could work, especially when you consider the fact that Finn Balor can't be too much longer um, for NXT, although who knows. Or maybe Triple H kind of slid this one underneath Vince and just kind of snuck these, he's going to sneak these guys in NXT and not tell anybody that how good <laughs> they are. And they're just going to start touring Japan, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, maybe, maybe for a lot of these guys, it's like a bucket list thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, even if I even if it's just for like five matches, I wanna I wanna get in on WWE just to just to check it off my list. You know what I mean? Joe seems to be having a good time. We like Joe. Let's go see what's up. Right. Right. Don't forget Matt Bloom is down there, and he was tag team partners with uh, Car Anderson too in Japan before Luke Gallows was a tag team partner, uh, Big Albert. So they got a lot of connections in NXT. And and, and in general, WWE's been in. Uh talks and and uh, building a relationship with new japan maybe this is only a temporary thing maybe they get them for three six months and they just roll right back to new japan for a bit i mean it could be something like a one-year deal for for someone like nakamura yeah it could be a bucket list thing i mean who knows Mm -hmm. um the american guys it feels like a permanent landing spot um but let's not i mean as exciting as it is for these guys to be coming in um, you can't help but like I personally am always filled with dread whenever these big names sign with WWE, just waiting for you know the ceiling to fall in. I mean, granted things seem to work out okay as long as you're in the safe, protective NXT bubble um, where you're taken care of. But once you hit that main roster, man, all bets are off, um, yeah. and only a few guys can really survive that uh, transition. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Bo Dallas or Adam Rose or if you're Shinsuke Nakamura. That jump to that main roster and dealing with the crap that goes on up there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and I don't think they're going to do it, do anything intentionally stupid. I just think they can't help it. It's just the way the machine's built. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, not, it doesn't necessarily, you know, it, it, it's a corporate culture up there. It, it's, it's not your talent or anything like that, or even that you're a bad person. Uh, to, to to not make it up there, I think. I think it's very explicit because uh, in in Triple H's talks, I think I think one I was listening to with uh, uh, Justin Labar was talking about how on the last conference call and everything, Triple H is very much in control of NXT and is kind of the final word there. Uh, but still, uh, breaking ground this week, he said it's up to Vince as far as you guys getting called up. And if you wonder why somebody has been there for way way too long, it's because Vince isn't impressed yet. Right, and and that he's still the gatekeeper when it comes to any of those guys. So, I, I think that speaks a lot right there. So, uh, Triple H can only influence so much on that level. I think still in his position. So, all right, I, I we'll see what's going on here, and we'll see how much we get uh, 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 Garza's brain 
to ache as we uh, 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 see about this. Uh, Trigar, if the next topic isn't about Taryn Terrell leaving TNA, then I'm done with the show for the year. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what a is... coincidence, Sorg. This week's We're gonna miss question. Uh... <laughs> He's very important to him, apparently. <laughs> There you Her go. Her acting in Daddy's Home was spot on, Sorg. That cameo, I tell you what. Thank God I knew she was in the movie. Or I wouldn't have even known she was in the movie. I didn't know she was in the movie. Good I had job no idea. About promoting that. Was it, yeah. was, was it better than Santa's Helper? It was shorter. <laughs> All Her cameo right. was much shorter. All right. Well, you know, while you're still cleaning up on your uh, young bucks and uh, – and, uh, uh, Bullet Club shirts. Oh no, Bullet Club shirts. Never mind about that. Skip that part. And we got the score. We got the we got the score in the uh, Impact tournament coming up. Uh, uh, thank you, ESPN, covering all the wrestling. Apparently, uh, <laughs> was it was that ESPN uh, bottom line score update for the TNA World Title Tournament, Vaughn? Uh, hell and no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think ESPN even knows what TNA is. Uh, but anyways, uh, why are you out there supporting some, even these Japanese guys uh, um, over at ProWrestlingTees.com? Make sure you go check out uh, our shop over there. Support this show, ProWrestlingTees.com slash WMS. You can get started, throw a couple things in the cart. Uh, some great designs by the great Alex cars out there in California. Uh, they're, like, they're, like, they're like the iPhone. They're made in California. And uh, you can pick those up, the Good Times at Wrestling Mayhem show shirt uh, in the style of Fast Times. And, uh, of course, Property of Mayhem. And uh, it supports the show a little bit. You get to wear, wear the threads and toss in that your Broken Skull Ranch and your uh, Young Buck shirts and, and other uh, people in the show. Uh, hey, even uh, Zima Ion, TNA Zima Ion, also Pittsburgh's <laughs> Pittsburgh area Zima Ion. I think it's a good time to mention. You, you just recently had a conversation with Zima uh, over on KDKA.com, right, right Matt? Yeah, I go to KDKA.com, and I uh, got to catch up with... Uh, DJZ, ahead of his, uh, what's that? DJZ. And um, talked about uh, kind of what his, uh, what his plans are for 2016. It's pretty interesting. A uh, couple interesting little tidbits about kind of where he th- sees things going and where he could end up not being by the end of the year. And uh, he also talks about a really interesting uh, side project. So, you know, he's really into the music mm-hmm. and uh, he is doing something um, music producing wise, putting his music producing talents t- to good use with old wrestling themes and rappers and hip hop artists around the Pittsburgh area or wherever else his travels take him. This could be really good. So it's going to be interesting to see where that comes from. Anyway, go to kdk.com. You can read about DJZ and find out what he's been up to. Yep. And go. And if you want more, uh, we talked to him uh, early last year on Indie Mayhem Show. Our most recent uh, catch up with him. We've had him on a couple of times here. I think that was about his third or fourth time uh, across all the shows uh, with us. I think us. he was our second interview ever. He might have been. I'm sorry. Actually, I listened to the second interview we had with him, and I'm sorry. We were horrible in 2009. Uh, and well, that's, he was our second interview ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was our first? Like, probably Jimmy DeMarco or something? Uh, Jason Gorey. Jason Gorey? Oh, oh I'm yeah. sorry, Jason Gorey. We had a decent one last time when we had him on with Raver, so I feel like we we definitely. It, it's all about it's all about uh, 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 re uh, 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 you know ma- making good on all those people we screwed up with, except for Jimmy Snooker. We're not gonna have Jimmy Snooker back, unfortunately. Um, Why not? Oh boy, uh, I'd like to. Can we have him back? We can have him tell all. I got a lot to say at this point. 
Um, he's got the feeding tooth out of his mouth now, right? I mean, that would have been a little awkward. But on that note, uh, we'll be right back with a big question. We're definitely going to do a deep dive into Wrestle Kingdom. Some people are excited and maybe still trying to sleep it off uh, here on this Tuesday night. We'll be right back after this. Well, Mr. Sawtooth, Mr. Sawtooth. What? We, we one. That's my lens cap. I, I'm going. I'm going to need that. What is your lens cap? Yes. Oh, this is my lunch. We have this this lovely lady over here. <laughs> I'm still going to eat this. What is this? Uh, this is it for the internship that we. For the internship. Did you get it from that other fella that was down here before that we talked to? No. You here for the internship? This doesn't smell like vodka. What? You think we got vodka down here? What are we rich? I don't know. That guy just handed me a cup. Which guy? The guy who was here for the internship? No, that other guy. He's kind of scroungy looking. Scroungy looking? Yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, the tiny dog. Yeah. The tiny dog from upstairs. So you're here for the internship. That's good. That's good. I got a few questions for you, if you don't mind. Oh, okay. But- Qu- question number one. What is your experience with the underground? I like underground rap. Like presents and gifts? Like, I don't know, um, oh, man. I'm just having a bad day. I just was at this party, and then my boyfriend just started making out with this other girl, and... Well, that sounds terrible, but why Why has that led you to come underground? This guy said that there was an underground party, and I just needed to get away, and just... My boyfriend just cheated on me. This might be good. This might fact into the job interview. How are you with disposing of bodies? Bodies? Bodies, you know. We can start small. We'd like a pigeon. I don't know. Just throw them in garbage? River? What? Not in the river. That's the correct... She got the right answer. That's, that's good. It smells like coffee. What is coffee? I don't know. It's like a drink you wake up with in the morning. Oh, blood from a cat's face. All right, I got it. We are back. Uh, that was a little clip of some interesting shenanigans going on with Sawtooth Willie. Go look up Sawtooth Willie on the YouTube and Facebook. Um, and it's a wonderful uh, hobo action for you. So uh, now is the time for the big question with Papa Lunchbox. Papa Lunchbox, what do you got for us this week? So we've been doing this podcast for a fucking long time. Yeah, right. And- About... 10 years roundabout roundabout roundabout, give or take a week 10 Mm -hmm. years and so as you could imagine we've seen a lot of wrestling a lot of wrestling uh and i there's been some interesting changes, some interesting uh, advances in professional wrestling. Uh, the landscape today is very different than it was 10 years ago or even just five years ago. I feel like there's been more changes in the past five years to professional wrestling, how we consume it, and uh, 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 how it's presented um, than in the past you know, 20 so my question to you is there, I think, I think, oh, I'm sorry to that. And there's a lot of excellent things happening in professional wrestling. We've got the WWE network, we've got NXT. Um, I mean, for God's sake, we watched a, a, a fucking multiple hour long Japanese wrestling event with English commentary live. We just fucking watched it live. You couldn't do that shit five years ago. That was fucking 
a, a crazy mystery how not only rich people do it. Oh, you're still working on that beard problem, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Yes. So my question to the assembled panel is, what has been the best <clears throat> improvement in the past five years of professional wrestling? The best improvement in five years of professional wrestling. The greatest improvement. That's that's better. That's <laughs> yeah, that is better. Well, fucking, um, I don't have a beard, Sorg. I can only do so much. That's true. That that is also true. That is also true. The biggest improvement. Um, I, I think I think to your point, the technology aspect that we can watch so much of it now. I think that's that's the biggest one. I mean, I, I don't know if somebody could come up with something else, but to me. We can watch New Japan live. We can watch, you know, if you really want to watch like progress of wrestling, Revolution Pro, or you know, now you have Lucha Underground. You have all these different uh, mediums now to where you can watch pro wrestling in 2016. So I guess to me, that's the one off the top of my head. I can't really think of another one. I think um, I agree with that. And, and if I can add on that, it's things like eye pay per views, you know, that, that indies that can become accessible and, and get the, you know, of course, being on that side of that, like, you know, getting that stuff uh, out there is, is, is easier if you're smart about it. Um, I think that, that, that lends to that. I think also part on that, I, I think independence, the wrestlers, independent wrestlers are finding more success. You know, um, guys like the Young Bucks, uh, you know, staying, of course, now that they've signed, uh, staying how they didn't really have much desire to be anything much more than free agents at the time. You know, even AJ Styles leaving and kind of being all over the place and, and making a b- even bigger name for himself. Guys like Matt Seidel, guys like Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana kind of molded this idea of, of, hey, guys, you need to brand yourself out there and you can create this media empire as an independent pro wrestler and do these sorts of things. And, and, on, and you can see that's proven as as a thing as the big names the stone colds and everybody followed him at least in the podcasting route um you know i i I think you know of course all these guys want to get to wwe and there's of course a great opportunity there i think with nxt you know you're seeing guys like champa and 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 johnny Gargano even getting getting a shot up there and it, it doesn't feel like just a dark match it's like they went and killed it you know um, and I think that's going to go a longer way. And that even helps their brand. Again, they can go do more kick-ass stuff and even probably demand a higher price tag on the indies or go other places. Um, I've, got a, I've got another one, but I'll let you finish. Uh, if I go around, but, I just thought of another one. But yeah, so generally, generally just that, that, that these guys can take advantage of the online accessibility of all these places and make their own brand bigger and, and just do better business without... The, the the WWE behind them. So, what? Uh, uh, we'll go to you guys and we'll go back to you, Vaughn. Okay, for that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, LB, Matt. That's funny. You mentioned uh, Cobra I was trying to think of like technological things, and you sent me under a tangent of like, like who are the guys who have like who changed the game over the last you know five years or so? And Cobra is definitely one of the guys. He changed the game. I mean, he put the podcasting thing on the map for everybody. Um, and you even hear, like, even, um, like, the Young Bucks, and I'm sure a lot of other independent guys have said things along these lines, too, that the Young Bucks kind of learned how to market themselves by watching Cole Cabana and seeing the way he interacted with people. And he kind of, like, 
kind of showed the indie guys how to make something of themselves without a big machine behind them. And then, then I get thinking about Cole Cabana and I start to think about Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder is another guy and it's easy to laugh about it now, but when he launched that YouTube series, that was a total game changer. Nobody else was doing that. Um, the social media thing for wrestlers really wasn't as big as it is nearly as big as it is now, obviously. Um, and he found a way, a completely new way that no one had ever used before on that scale and in WWE to get himself over and get himself back on TV and at least give him a shot at having a nice career. Granted, eh, I guess it didn't work out, but those two guys, very influential and underrated in the 21st century pro wrestling history, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a good point. Garza mentioning that uh, Cold Souls is the guy behind pro wrestling tees, as we found out in that interview uh, a little bit ago. Uh, that we had with the the guys from there, um, so it, it really pro wrestling tees is a big improvement. It is in just a way to help these guys, you know, make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the pro wrestling t shirt superstore sword. Everyone come here and, <laughs> and find your thing. There you go. WWE shop and pro wrestling tees. Pick one. Yeah. LB. Um. I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the, the, we've talked a lot about new technologies and things like that. I think that can't be ignored, but I think as the result of that is the best change because it's not just like WWE's on TV. That's all we can see. If there's no one else on TV, then nobody knows any other style of professional wrestling except for WWE uh, and TNA whenever they're on, whenever. Um, but now with this rise in technology, you, we are seeing different styles. We're seeing different organizations. Um, we're seeing different professional wrestlers. You can follow a specific wrestler in a way that you could never do before. It's not just, I love watching his matches in WWE, it's I have seen his matches in Ring of Honor, I've seen them in NXT, I've seen them in TNA, and you know, you can kind of cherry pick in a way that you couldn't before. And I think that's magic. You know what I mean? That's like fucking witchcraft compared to, you know, back in the day when it was, well, we had one flavor and that's it. That's the end. As a result, we're getting a more diverse product. Uh, across the board, I think it's um, it's it's making almost everyone step up their game, uh, and I think that's a that's a fantastic thing. Uh, there was for a long time, you know, WWE bought WCW, and they were really the only game in town. And the argument was, well, they do best when they have competition. Well, they have a fuckload of competition now, and it's great. That's my answer. They're all taking a little bit of piece away from that pie, aren't they? Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. you may be seeing in those ratings a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch something over here. I'll watch something over here. Um, and and uh, we'll see what we got in the chat room. Garza is saying, uh, the future is that refs and wrestlers will wear GoPros and you'll be able to choose. Wait, that's a different thing. That's that's predictions. I, don't think, he's, I think he's on the wrong big question. Is he watching a different show, maybe? <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, uh, uh, is, is that something happening on TNA right now, maybe? Uh, beer money just got back together oh, for boy. the 13th time. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, bring Bobby Roode back with you to NXT, and they'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Hey, we got uh, Eamon, Eamon Payton, the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, is with us. Before we uh, 
uh, let let LB go here. Uh, uh, Eamon, do you have an answer to the big question? Uh, I, I really like LBs. I, I, I agree with him completely. The um, I, I think a lot of people think it's considered WWE for the longest time to be the be-all, end-all when it comes to wrestling. And I think, I mean, partially is that that's true. When I talk to non-wrestling fans about wrestling, they say WWE as wrestling kind of interchangeably. Like, it's, it's not... You know, people don't know wrestling; they know WWE. Um, but there are viable alternatives, and there are, um, you know, organizations where you know you could consider these people to be, you know, their top level stars to be the best in the world. You don't have to be working, you know, a WWE schedule and, and doing all that to be considered one of the best in the world. And um, I think that's great. I think that's really, really great. Awesome. Uh, sorry, I, 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 there's there's some anger over the spoilers for TNA. Apparently, yeah, <laughs> but, hey, respect the respect right now. Respect the. Oh my God! Big James Storm returned, but right. James Storm was in the, their tournament. How is it a return? I don't know. I, although I do respect James, James Storm's presence was reported by the Associated Press. <laughs> it was no secret, right, bud? There you go. Damn right. There you go. <laughs> um, um, go. Go ahead. I was just going to get in on this, uh, the globalization of professional wrestling um, that we, we always have this habit of looking inside the United States for the competition for WWE. And we end up looking at ring of honor and, and TNA and whatnot, but you know, AAA and new Japan. And now you're seeing the, the, the British promotions, these Indies out of Britain starting to make their inroads and sending all this British talent over here to like, you know, Zack Sabre and, and those folks, and and it gets, it's crazy. And you, I, I'm wondering, like, where the next, what, what's the next frontier that is going to get like, um, all the fans excited about uh, another country and the wrestling going on in that country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's interesting, like, uh, uh, like the whole common thing, like I think with most people was like, you know, oh, if you know these people that are in New Japan, or if you know these like top level indie talents, oh. You must be like a hipster because your favorites aren't like WWE talents. Oh, the and stuff like, we say to you. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> but but it's like, no, I mean, like WWE's posting articles about Nakamura and AJ Styles and their things in wrestling. You know, if they're they're as viable as anything else. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. And when they come to like, say, WWE, it's a big deal because of their name value. So. I think uh, as much as all of that, everything that everybody said is a big improvement, one of the biggest improvements is the coverage pro wrestling receives uh, from the mainstream media as well. It's not just Dave Meltzer and Wade Keller and Mike Johnson anymore. It's not just the websites with nothing but links and crazy, crazy rumor. Now it's Philly.com. It's USA Today. It's, it's Grantland or was Grantland. ESPN has a weekly segment on SportsCenter. Even though it's on ESPN News, it's still SportsCenter. That's still huge. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sports Illustrated has stuff. Uh, they, they broke the Marlon story a couple weeks ago. Uh, Fox Sports has a Jim Ross column, and they do wrestling. I mean, all these different forms where you can find wrestling content, whether it's breaking news or just a fun story or a feature story. I remember when um, Seth Rollins did a series of interviews last before Battleground last year. I, I, did, I interviewed him. And then I looked for, like, you know, Seth Rollins' name. I Googled his name and see where else he interviewed. It was Sports Illustrated. It was USA Today. It was all these different types of 
big major outlets. Rolling Stone has done wrestling stuff. Uh, rocks obviously. Well, and, was, you know, on Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone is the, is doing indie. Young Bucks, uh, yeah. uh, Dalton Castle, like, Cole Cabana. It's crazy. Yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. You know, and I don't know if it's really helping it become more mainstream, but I think these these websites are recognizing, hey, there's money here because some content does do good on the internet. That's the, the very good traffic online. So mm-hmm. you know, why not have uh, you know content? And hopefully, it's it's not. And I think another thing also is the acceptance of wrestling fandom. It's not just the thing you share with one or two other people. Now it's like, like you said, the hipster thing. It's almost like hipsters are like almost in chic now. It's like they're in vogue now. Mm-hmm. It's almost cool to be a hipster. It's almost cool to be a nerd. So along with being a Star Wars fan and a Ninja Turtles fan, now wrestling is almost that too. You're like a hipster because you're a wrestling fan as well. So it's like, I like both of those where the, the, the mainstream coverage has increased over the last five years. And, the fact that it's almost become a part of the nerd culture that has become popular now, whereas before nerd culture wasn't quite popular. I think, I think we've got just a little bit further to go, but I I know what you're talking about and we're so close. Like we we got there with the comic books um, where I, I'd like, I think we're there with video games. We got to get there with wrestling. We got to make all of society accept wrestling and just, and just live with it and deal with us forever (laughs) because there you go. LB, another great big question, as usual. That's not LB. He's over here. Did he leave already? There he is. No, Hi. I'm here. Hey. There you are. I don't know what you look like anymore, so I was confused. Uh, I know. You and Eamon are interchangeable now. That's so high. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? Papa Lunchbox, you're going to uh, kick out of here so we can go talk some Japan wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Japan, yeah, Japanese wrestling. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Oh, this is going to go great. Your beard is screwing me up now. <clears throat> but anyways, um, uh, thank you so much. Panelriot.com, at DJ Lunchbox, and also check out Sawtooth Willie on the YouTubes and the Facebooks. Um, I don't know, anything else? Anything else big you want to talk about? What's coming up on Panel Riot? Uh, coming up on Panel Riot, I am reviewing uh, comics comic bento box that i received it is a monthly subscription service and uh, i am reviewing so the first four episodes uh, in january of panel riot are brought to you by comic bento first episode is up now and i am talking about uh, this book right here the fifth beetle the Brian Epstein story. It is fascinating and excellent. Go and check it out at your earliest convenience at panelriot.com. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, so like I said, we're going to talk uh, 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 New Japan Pro Wrestling. And uh, Eamon Payton, as I mentioned, is Fire Pro Wrestling's voice. I was listening to some of you at the fun, 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 fun fest a little bit over the break. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Jeez! Wow! I know, I know, I know. Amen. First of all, if, if Lunchbox didn't just leave, he would be throwing his computer screen right now. <laughs> he would be. Um, I don't. I don't know if he got out in time. Uh, but anyways, no. I know. For instance, we talked about how it was great that you guys can watch uh, wrestling from Japan live. I know. For instance, I was getting up at about five thirty in the morning, and I was seeing your tweets about the end of New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so I was so, up in- well, it would be seven o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. That, mm-hmm. uh, I believe that was seven thirty uh, uh, Eastern Time. Um, it was a trip being up that late to watch wrestling. It was actually, I, I've, I've 
felt like, you know, there was times where I kind of, you know, not often in times, but I mean, overall, I, I, it was, it was pretty well, you know, well done. I'm more nodded off during Raw than anything. Um, which, you know, hey, it's not, not too You were but... you were especially angry at Raw. I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, uh, you're like, you're like I, was, I was watching Japanese wrestling at four in the morning. Fuck this. I, just I, I, I know. That. I mean, that just, that just kind of colors your interpretation at that point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so Eamon, did you make it all the way through the, through the night? I did make it all the way. Uh, <laughs> I made it to the, yeah, to right to the end of uh, Okada's uh, big promo. Uh, spoiler alerts for anyone who didn't watch the show, whatever. I didn't uh, go. I actually started when I was actually, I actually work overnight, so I was already up when the show started. And I just stayed up all the way through. Nice. I'll, 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 up, I'll beginning at that extremely awkward pre show all the way to oh, the God. end. Sorg, there are a few gifts for you in the. Uh, I see. I will we'll, we'll throw... check it out. They're in chronological order, so if you just go to the very first one that I dropped in there, there's about three of those uh, dancing, uh, whatever they are. Um, Can we, that okay, was, okay, that's that the first a, thing. That was a Twitter highlight for me. Was the reactions <laughs> on Twitter to the pre-show? This, this Not just is... that, but even the New Japan Rumble, where damn it. King Haku showed up. Yes! Cheeseburger showed up, too. The great, the, showed up. The great Kabuki. Fujiwara. The great Kabuki was there, and he was super old, and you could only just miss the dude. <laughs> and that was it. Not a super old guy. I think Cheeseburger's by far the youngest guy in the whole match. It was... And he lasted the, like, final five? <laughs> like, he was beating, some, he was beating like, Tenzon and Kojima. Like, that's, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> That must have been in the fine print of the latest New Japan Ring of Honor uh, agreement. Possibly, possibly. All right. Okay. First of all, like let's 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 let's. So the Battle Royal, amazing. Seeing the names in there, the Li- Liger. Well, it wasn't amazing. It was terrible. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> all right, all right. Wait, 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 wait. Let's put this in context. You have the pre-show Battle Royal from Wrestle Kingdom ten. And then you had the gimmick battle royal from like WrestleMania 18 or something like that. 17. 17 yeah. Wow. Um, Sorry. <laughs> which do you hold in higher regard? Uh, the gimmick battle royal times 10. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I know. Mean, I, mean, I can't I, shake the image of Cheeseburger trying to fight Fujiwara during the. It was Fujiwara. funny to have uh, Liger and who else was it? Was somebody else fighting over Cheeseburger? Oh, like Liger, I think it was Liger and Tiger Mask at yeah. one point. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there were some legitimate like Japanese legends in there, and, and and the nerd side of me really enjoyed it. I, as old as he was, I was glad to see the great Kabuki because he's you know, uh, you know, real sort of kind of trendsetter for you know a lot of people in wrestling. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it was it's not the it was never going to be the most technical thing. Like that's the thing with the Wrestle Kingdom shows traditionally is they always kind of start with like a like usually it's like an eight on a uh, four on four tag that's just like you know guys just doing stuff and it's not super you know enthralling or anything but um, yeah it's it, I I mean I thought it was a cool kind of concept um, <laughs> it, it was I will say this uh, it was the only match on the show I watched with English commentary <laughs> because I absolutely gave up after that okay let's oh, let's touch yeah. on that you you you, I you you are our commentary person, and you told me a little bit about this. I can't say it got better through the rest of the night, but it just kind of got suppressed through the rest of the night. But Yoshi Tatsu might have been the the biggest mistake of this show. I, I was very worried when I heard Yoshi was on commentary because he's not 
Not, not that, I mean, he speaks English, but he's not um, wordy. wordy. He's not a very wordy person. <laughs> Whereas Matt Stryker is the exact opposite. He's way too wordy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and I and not to knock anybody because I'm you know who am I to you know say whatever. But it just I don't feel it was a smart move because Matt Stryker like kept feeding him questions that he just kept like no selling, and it's like. It just made for a really awkward scenario. I feel like I feel like Yoshi. Every time he was asked a question, like the, not seeing these guys was like Yoshi was like sitting there, like stop asking me stuff. I'm watching this match, you know, in, in like in his facial expressions. Yeah, it was even, even the weird. things he was there to do. He was there to translate stuff. I don't feel like he translated anything very effectively. He just kind of like would mumble into the microphone. My favorite thing was whenever Stryker would ask Yoshitatsu a question and you would hear silence and then he or Kevin Kelly would have to tell you that Yoshitatsu is nodding his head right now. <laughs> he couldn't be bothered to say a word. He's just that. sitting there like nodding his head. Or, or the pain for the one match where um, um, I think Yoshi's trying to talk about like a story about Nakamura from back in the day and something but something cool happens so he gets stopped and like a minute later he goes back to the story and like <laughs> yeah, he's trying yeah. like really really hard at that um but <laughs> I mean, here's Garza saying that uh, uh Yoshi was there to translate it, but the one who fucked up is Striker trying to get a uh, conversation out of him I, I, well, I mean li- listen all right and, and maybe Amy can speak more to this too but when you're in a situation where someone is just like not working you, that's what you do. You've got to keep trying to engage them. You got to warm them up so they start to talk a little bit. And I think that's what Striker was trying to but do. But also, getting engaged in the conversation. That's true, and I don't know how. Uh, for example, I, I, I know. I mean, Yoshi, I, like I said, Yoshi speaks English, but I don't know how you know well his English necessary is. So he, they were asking him maybe some complex questions that he maybe had only heard parts of, and, and like didn't fully like a lot of times like they would ask him a complex like a complex question of like you know how does it feel with like you know style like they're working down on styles how much styles you know you know be feeling right now and Yoshi would just go yes like <laughs> I don't think they asked him what's uh like I think maybe um after uh Hanma and uh oh uh, no I forgot uh, Makabe Makabe's won the titles and they're like what does this mean for Japan Yoshi Tatsu and he's just like I, I could hear him shrugging. I was just like, <laughs> he's just like, well, I don't know what it means. Like, like, what do you mean by that? Like, I don't know. All of Japan right now, Yoshitatsu. Tell me. <laughs> wow. It's, it's um, I, yeah, I don't know if he completely got it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone with Yoshi. Uh, I, I even Kevin Kelly and Matt Trigger weren't amazing at times. Um, uh, I, I didn't listen to the the actual English commentary, but a couple of people were pointing out that, like, I think at some point, Matt Striker made sort of a dropping bomb joke. He did. He definitely and it's, did. And it's like you don't do that. Oh, oh. Japan, just, you don't do anything like that. You just drop bombs. It's like, oh, it's like you, <laughs> you don't do that at all. Somebody forgot what continent he was on. Um, uh, wow. Well, I, I I I like Striker just because I'm a sick puppy. But and I thought um, I thought Kevin Kelly for the most part did an admirable job. He's not Jim Ross, um, no. but I thought he deli- I thought he was especially and I thought he really delivered, especially in uh, um, the final two or three matches. I thought he was really good, just conveying the emotion, kind of getting me into it. Yeah, I think Matt Striker. How could you can get not like, get into that kind of a matches? But yeah, I think Matt Striker can be good, but sometimes he gets a little like 
just a little too excited. He starts doing the insider terms and mm-hmm. talking about. There's no slapping of the leg here. It's like, what are you talking about? Why would you? He shouldn't that? be saying that. Like, why would you say that? Uh, no you... slapping of the leg. Like, you just buried the entire business. Up there right now. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know what context was going into the matches, and I, I didn't know if this was related to what we just talked about in uh, a couple seconds ago. But um, there was a mention at the end of AJ and Nakamura about it would be a shame for either of these guys to leave New Japan Pro Wrestling. Was that something maybe already going around? At that point, or is there some other story about maybe one of them leaving? Officially? Uh, possibly. Um, I, I mean, I, I can only assume that you know this is something that these guys knew for a, a, a little while now, but was eventually going to happen. I don't know how long New Japan knew necessarily. Um, maybe, possibly. I don't know. Uh, I think I've heard some reports um, about this whole deal. Is that uh, Styles has been working in New Japan without a contract? Right. So that might have been something that they're alluding to also. That could be. That could be. Um, but okay. Other than that, um, I, I, I do we have to give it a minute because uh, I, I, I want to use these gifts. But the uh, odd anime. I thought that it was awkward and interesting when Terminator came out at WrestleMania <laughs> this past year. Uh, but yeah. this year we got uh, what is this again? <laughs> uh, I I actually it up. It's uh, uh, the the anime or whatever is called Doraemon. I mm. think is is, the, is how you pronounce it. And they're promoting uh, the new movie Doraemon Nobita and the Birth of Japan 2016. Oh, man. Um, oh, wait, that's the that's entire name at the bottom? Yeah. I, I believe I've read somewhere this is the 23rd movie well, it, in it, the Doraemon series. It says, it's, a, it's, a very, it's a very popular name. It says 36th on the title here. So. Oh, 36? I, I still am short that, I guess. I'm sorry yeah, yeah. 36 is better than Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, they like their franchises over in Japan, and I don't know. And the 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 meme that that I know you shared earlier, Matt, of uh, this blue character, uh, the Dorimon, I suppose, um, being signed to NXT uh, is pretty. Tremendous. Oh my I can't god! Wait. <laughs> Photoshopping him in next to Triple H in the oh. NXT arena. Oh, that's so, so great. freaking funny! I cracked up. I'm just like, yes, I want to see this thing versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. <laughs> just do it right now. I'm going to see him kill this blue cat. <laughs> in its corner. I was just shocked that the whole thing didn't end with uh, the young bucks coming out and super kicking everyone. Oh, since that was supposed <laughs> to be the opener. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's the equivalent of them bringing in, you know, like a, like like you said, like doing the Terminator stuff during WrestleMania. Um, it's about twenty minutes. It felt like to the to the pre-show for it though was an interesting choice. I don't know. I, I think that was a little uh, little cash, little, little money bag got handed off there for that. Uh, I think this is yeah, just. I think this is just how Japan rolls. You know, maybe I mean, they were, maybe they were marking out in Japan over it. You know, I, maybe yeah. it was like twenty minutes wasn't enough. We needed forty. I know? mean, I know. <laughs> I know the pan the pan away. I did notice the pan away from this. So so they finished the dance and the 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 giant things are walking back and 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 just like there's just a row of people just sitting in their chairs turning around just like like they were shaking their heads. They were not interested like, I hope in what they're not seeing like, this in like America. The, the, That's what they're thinking. They're like they're like they don't do this kind of shit at WrestleMania, um, you know, or or something like that. Like at least the people that bought the good seats, um, they they were definitely not interested in this kind of thing. So I just as as insane and surreal as it was, I will never forget watching this. No, live no, no. at three in the morning with my phone open and just watching my Twitter feed explode. The the jokes that were being thrown around were oh. it, it probably. I was laughing so hard, it probably gave me an extra 30 minutes of staying awake to watch the show because it got me so fired up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But other than that, it really had no redeeming value. Other All than right. <laughs> Beyond that, there was wrestling at the show. There was also wrestling. Uh, this, at the, of a Japanese style. Um, <laughs> top to bottom. I mean, what's that? Michael Ben is about to make a TNA debut. Just, just a side note. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna you're, getting say. Your, you're getting your live TNA scoring updates right here. Yeah, there it is. we go. <laughs> there it is. Sorry about your damn spoilers during the show. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, I see whatever. what you did. It's on right now. Though. People can, can't watch. It. They can watch it right now. It's unlike it's on because they're dedicated to watching this show. Because they're, they're good fans. This podcast live, and they're mad because we're spoiling the wrestling show that's on television. <laughs> this is what we've come to. This is this is our advances advances in technology. This is where we've come from from in ten years. Feels <laughs> um, good. Feels good. But the turnaround is the people that picked the TNA and are getting mad because we're spoiling uh, what's happening on the Mayhem show on Twitter. Um, yeah. <laughs> so should we go through? Let's go through these matches, Eamon. I just, yeah. I, I, I want to profess my love for Matt Seidel and Ricochet. And, oh and, my and god! Yes. The 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 um their uh, like t- perfectly timed like moonsault shooting stars were my favorite things. I freaking love that standing double somersault. Yeah, they hit every time I've seen them do it. They hit it. They're Man, my favorite perfectly. tag team. In, they're my favorite yeah. tag team in the world right now. There's I would have nothing better than those two. I get to see this match. I had issues with my New Japan World uh, account, but I missed this entire match. So <laughs> it was Michael Bennett was like Armando Estrada on TV right now. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> I don't know why. What? It's nice. <laughs> Friend of the Find show. Something new. Uh, yeah, but, it's new. It's definitely. Yeah. New. Um, uh, yeah. It was. I, I mean, it was definitely you know the type of action you would normally see from those eight. I mean, uh, you know you. So I think the tradition past couple years or whatever has been the four-way tag junior tag final match. Um, I liked it. I thought, um, uh, you know, good, obviously a good way to kick off the show. Uh, yeah. Young Bucks winning was interesting. I, I didn't. I, I was, you know, in. I was personally on the side of either Red Dragon retaining or, like you said, Ricochet and Matt Seidel taking it. Um, obviously, Young Bucks are you know, pretty big deal. But uh, yeah, knowing what we know today that we didn't know on Monday morning about where things were going for New Japan, um, it makes more sense that the Young Bucks won those titles. Mm-hmm. They strengthened Bullet Club a little bit. Um, it was an awesome match. What do you want? What, what else do you want me to say? <laughs> Cody Hall's come a long way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Razor's Edge to Ricochet onto like eight people on the floor. It was insane. <laughs> what was the – and then Ricochet did like – oh, his like – Springboard shooting star into like Cody Hall, where he oh. went, he went out of the frame of the hard cam. <laughs> was pretty amazing. There's no way I would try that with with with, with someone with as a uh, level of experience. But hey, big target. I guess Ricochet felt like he could hit him. So and he did. It all works out. It's good. It's just it, it's good. All right, that's good. I don't know if he's next, but I, I keep looking at this gift, so I have to bring it up next. But the fact that there was a Doc Brown involved in a match. Uh, against Kenny Omega uh, <laughs> is just still blowing my mind right now. Uh, yeah, so. it reached um, the, the time splitter gimmick reached its apex at oh, WrestleMania yeah. Ten. It, it, it was pretty like to the point where I can't believe I watched a wrestling show that was a real wrestling show, not independent, where somebody dressed as Doc Brown actually got involved in a match and I think like uh, took a shot at one of the Young Bucks um, during mm-hmm. it. I, that that's that that's amazing and Kenny Omega is just amazing as well so 
uh so 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 that that's my that's my like theatrical interesting match for this where it was like my introduction to prince devitt last year i think so yeah it's funny like we we like when you when you first start watching Japanese wrestling, you have this idea of like what it's going to be, and then you get like something like this from New Japan. It just gets like totally bizarre, um, mm. but you don't care because you're just you know you're rolling with it. Did we which which match did we skip over here? Well, we the, we, we, uh, we six you, man. Had the, you had the never six uh, man. the yeah. six man tag. Uh, I don't remember a lot about this match. Uh, I liked I like Toriano because uh, he jokes and it's really funny. Um, I feel like. <laughs> I really hope that, like, the Briscoes aren't, like, like, like how I think WWE, like, kind of interprets, like, Japanese wrestlers, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's how Japan views us. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they a lot of Americans. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it was decent. I don't really remember a whole lot of it. I, I um, want to know how Redneck Kung Fu went over in Japan. It was kind of over. It seemed, it seemed to go okay. Mark was working. It's funny when there's no there's no noise at all in the crowd. They're sitting there in silence, and you hear Mark Briscoe just yelling and screaming, or Jay Briscoe yelling at the crowd, yeah. and there's yeah. no response. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you can tell that the Briscoes were there to to, to get some eyes on him because they, they came out like just screaming for attention. It was cool just to see them enter, just making their entrance in an arena that big, like yeah. thirty five thousand people. I'm like sitting there wondering, like, has they, have they ever been in front of this many people before? They've been I, in Japan, I'm not sure of that many people. I don't know. Man, that's, that was a crazy crowd. Um, but it's awesome for them. That's great. Um, and they beat those three losers from the Bullet Club, so it's all But, right. you know, isn't it, isn't it kind of... <laughs> isn't it kind of... Because... No, I was going to make a comparison there. I really didn't work. Move on. <laughs> no, Very good. Are you going to... Were you going to compare anything to Sushi Sword? Don't do that. No, 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 no. It was kind of just the, uh, arena sizes and, 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 and stuff like that. But uh, but never mind. Never mind. Um, oh, yeah. No, no. It, it, it's still working out in my head. I'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, good deal. What was uh, what was next, Damon? Then, then we had the Ring of Honor title match. Uh, Big Mike. Not a bad Which match. I, I was kind of – that was the one match on the card I was underwhelmed by. Um, I, well, I don't know. I, I feel like – the, you know, and Big Mike, you know, was, was you know got rave reviews and all that stuff for his the stuff he did in the G one this year, uh, and, and you know, and, and well deserved. Uh, I just felt like it was very underwhelming. I, I it felt very short for a Ring of Honor World Title match. Yeah, um, but it's, it's not Ring of Honor, so I guess they don't dedicate that much time to it. That's true. Yeah, and I think it was a it was a case of that. Uh, I don't know. You just kind of expect more from those two. And not, I mean, not to knock them or anything. It just felt very, I don't know, basic, you know? I think Michael like Bennett just... is, is over, though, over there. I think, mm. not Michael Bennett, Michael Elgin, uh, with his feats of strength. I think they, that definitely uh, caught a lot of oohs and ahs from the fans over there. So I think he's, he's built up quite a following over there just from that, just, you know, catching people out of midair and doing different feats of strength he does. Mm-hmm. They don't see that a lot over there. Uh, with, yeah. with their guys, so when they see Big Mike does it, do it, it's like, ooh, you know, who is this guy? You know, so, okay. so that's what I took away from it more, more, more than anything is that that Michael Elgin um, might have carved out a little niche for him over there in Japan. Yeah, and hopefully so. Like I think he's a good fit. I, I do think he's a good fit over there overall. We, I know we'll get to the match. I think it's the never went the never weight championship, the one that uh, the, never never open weight championship. The never open weight. That's the one that was like the brutal match of the night, right? Oh my god! Uh, uh, can, by, by the way, impressed with that two years in a row. Um, could you imagine a Michael Elgin in that match? 
that kind of match. I mean, he could kill somebody. Kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. He's too oh. big. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I think it'd be interesting. But sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, well, uh, Tomohiro Ishii and uh, Elgin had in the G1. That was one of the best matches of that tournament, wasn't it? Oh, I have to go back and watch that one, but I think that was one of the big matches that really got Elgin going. So, Big Mike, what else can you say? That's all I could say. Every time I see him now, Big Mike, it's <laughs> a stupid thing, but I guess it works in Japan. Okay. Uh, then we had the uh, the junior heavyweight title match, uh, which was I, I, up until that point I think the best match on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, very very good. Kenny Omega is a star over there, and I and I uh, uh, I, I I was fully in. Like, it, it was a very uh, very great match. Uh, once Kenny did the uh, the one arm power bomb, I was I was all in. I was all in at that point. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I agree. It was a great match. Uh, Kenny Omega did a lot of selling with that one arm. His other arm, like, it genuinely had a, an injury to it. Like, it looked swollen or something like that. It was mm-hmm. it was kind of crazy. But he, he did a, a great job selling in that match. Uh, Kushida's always fun to watch. Uh, the Doc Brown stuff is always cool. I like the Young Bucks playing with the trash cans. Did the Terminator theme in the trash cans. Yes. yes. That was funny. Uh, <laughs> but the match itself was good. It was a really it was a really fun match. And I liked it as well. This was also the first match, and I think – and then this has been the thing. I don't know, uh, Sorg, I want to know what you thought since you are a full, full follower in New Japan. The interference, because that's the one thing I think the Bullet Club kind of, uh, you know, put more into New Japan is you, before, you know, the, the major stuff with the Bullet Club when they rose to popularity, you didn't see a lot of the big interference stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of that on the show. Now, even with the Bullet Club stuff, we'll get to uh, Naito and uh, Goto later on. Um, what, what, what did you think of that? So did it throw you off, like like when you were watching it? It, it did because this match probably could have been better without the interference. Right, right. Especially performers like that. But it's also like almost the only match that had that. Uh, but it also um, felt like an American match <laughs> because right. of it. Yeah, it would better me. without it though. I think it definitely oh, yeah. be better. But yeah, I don't think it was still really good. Necessary. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Omega and Kushida could go. Star, 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 stars, however high you want to go if they want to have just a pure wrestling match. But, I mean, there's so much pure wrestling on this show anyways. I think, you know, from a variety standpoint, I think it's cool to kind of like mix things up here and there. So I think I think the match was awesome, and I think it served a purpose in being kind of like this chaotic, um, interference-filled kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And also important having Koshida win because, I mean, I think someone pointed out how many foreigners were on this uh Hard for this uh, Wrestle Kingdom show, so it was good to see those Japanese guys get their win for the hometown fans. <laughs> Send them home happy, right? Uh, yeah, and after that, we move on to the uh, heavyweight tag title match with uh, Bullet Club against uh, Homa and uh, Makabe. Um, I like this. Uh, Homa is, is is definitely still over, uh, even after the whole uh, uh, you know news that that broke uh not too long ago uh well, yeah, which is which is good for him uh yeah i like this match um uh i'm very interested to see how gallows and um uh anderson fit in wwe if, if, if everything that we've been hearing is is true um <laughs> mainly from the fact that anderson loves the curse i'm sorry i was i was watching the the first part of um, 
the Tuesday morning show, whatever, uh, New Year's uh, Rush, New, Year, New, Year, New Year Dash, yeah. No, New Year da- Dash? Dash, yeah. Matter. Um, and uh, if you go check out the uh, the match that Gallows and uh, Anderson are in, after the match, they walk over to the announce, the English announce position, and Anderson takes off Kevin Kelly's headset and lets loose a string of expletives <laughs> that, will, that will curl your hair. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, he's got to adapt that. And I don't know what the hell Carl Anderson is going to do with, with himself without the gun stun because that is, that is just everything. Yeah, that's the RKO. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> I, I, I think I have a suggestion. I say give him the Stone Cold Stunner. It's basically the same move. And the other guy isn't using it. So The other guy. More <sighs> like the, the springboard stunner. We'll, we'll be all right. Yeah, get rid of that thing too. Yeah, yeah. But hey, uh, yeah, no, I like this match, and I think yeah, Makabe and, and Homa winning was the was the right choice. Homa wins the title. Like he he doesn't even win matches. He has a title now. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He it's a great. I love how good at this stuff. Know, you know, funny thing to me is that we talked about Yoshitatsu not really being all that like, excited, but this one match he got really excited for Homa. Like when he did some punts, <laughs> he got excited for Homa's. Uh, the Kakeshi headbutt, like when he did off the top, it was like, oh, I couldn't, couldn't believe it at the headbutt. So, if there's one thing, Yoshitatsu got excited for Hanma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, I believe, I, I believe from this point on, this was my, this is where the show, like, delivered match after match after match for me, personally. And that was uh, uh, Tetsuya Naito uh, taking on Hiroki Goto. Um, I can't pronounce... Naito's stable's name, and I hate it. Oh, yeah. um, we need to get Garza in here to uh, help us out with this. Sorry, it's a lot of letters. <laughs> What's the English trans? I forget the English trans- like the. Um, oh, um, I saw it. It's a basic word that we can say easily. Yeah, it's, it's, on, it's on Wikipedia. I, I saw I have to. I'll have to look it up. But um, no, I love his stable. Um, personally, because of the fact I got to work with uh, Watanabe in Inspire Pro, aka Evil, and he has. <laughs> <laughs> he has such an amazing look right now. Like he, I love, especially with like the giant sword that he came out with. It was oh, amazing. Yeah. This is the um, one. This name, is... They had to give a better name. Evil. I, I don't know. I like. It's all capitalized though. So this is oh. this is the group that <laughs> came sure out. It looks awesome in Japan. So. <laughs> <laughs> like it's evil. It's evil. Naito's amazing. I've never seen anyone do this kind of character before. Just like total slacker. I don't give an f. Well, he was, and you know he's good. It's just to give, so to give cool. Naito like sort of a backstory. I don't know if sort of you kind of like the story necessarily. Last year or so, around that, like he was kind of the Roman Reigns in a sense. Yeah. In the sense yeah. that he was the guy that was being positioned for like the top, you know, position, but people weren't really buying into him. Even two years ago, when they voted, they had people vote for the main event for the Wrestle Kingdom. They vote. He was in title match. He won a G one. It was in a title match against Okada. But he was in the main event. Right, they voted Nakamura and Tanahashi the IC title match in the main event. So he didn't even like him two years. Like they really don't like him as a babyface. I didn't. Yeah, as a matter of fact. Yeah, but him him in this role is perfect. Um, uh, I the opening. I'm not even talking about the wrestling. Just part where from when Goto starts coming out is amazing. Like there's such an intensity to it. Like he's like there's such an intensity to Goto especially. But just like Naito, like shoving down the cameraman, and like <laughs> it was, it was really beautifully done. Um, yeah, they're I mean, not nice people. No, they aren't. Um, and I, I uh, it was, a, it was 
to me, a teaser for the next match on the card because there were some really, like, hard – like, Naito landed on his neck a lot. <laughs> there, was some, there was, like, a nasty table spot during this uh, match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, like, a neck breaker onto a table outside the ring, and it didn't break because that's what tables in Japan do. They yeah, do yeah, yeah. It broke as well as – well, because here's the thing. People crap on the Japanese table – like like Vatimania a lot, but he, well the thing is they legit they they intentionally do not cut the tables, right? Because guess what guys, tables aren't supposed to break like they break in WWE. That's not how tables work. <laughs> oh, you get my dander up now. All right. Oh no, physics. <laughs> so it. it's technically how they should break, but no, I, I like I said, I really enjoyed the, the yeah the top rope. Uh, uh, Yoshi Tonic thing where Naito just had, landed neck first was just nasty. Um, yeah, and Goto going over was a bit of a surprise, but I, I, I still thought it worked. Yeah. By the way, uh, it's Los Igo, Ig, Igno, Ingo Bernables. It's, I think that's right. Spanish <laughs> for the Unforgivables, I think, or Ungovernable. Oh, that's it. Yeah, Ungovernable. Google, yeah. Google Translate gave me unruly. So, I mean, either way, I mean, I guess you can get the. Uh, yeah. They're on something. Yeah, they're, they're yes. not nice people. They're not nice people. They can't be controlled. Mm-hmm. These people are – they do what they want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Encourageables. That's what I'm going to call them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but then we went to uh, the match that you mentioned, the uh, never open weight title match with Ishii and Shibata. Um, this – I think we've kind of brought – I mean it's kind of what we brought up in the big question about how like it's cool to see talents that we've never thought we'd see in WWE like kind of make it now. Um, I feel like Ishii and Shibata are two of the guys that could conceivably never make it in the WWE. <laughs> like from a, from a safety perspective. You I, probably have a point. I, think Ishii, I think Ishii's got a look that would work in America. Oh, absolutely. Uh, even if it's not necessarily in, in WWE. And if you can convince them not to – you know, bash people in the head with his own head. <laughs> might have a chance. Like he uppercutted Shibata with his own head. Like they cracked each other's skulls. Like banged each other's skulls. Like yeah, two, two rams in the wild, just bang. And there was no like work. This wasn't like a work type of thing. There was no space in between. They literally ran their heads into each other. Like it was no tomorrow. Yeah. Like there wasn't like. Oh, we hit him in the shoulder, like you know, people do a headbutt. Like I remember Dave yeah. Bryan, Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania, at the top of the ladder. They were hitting each other in the shoulders, like in the neck shoulder area. Yeah. They would hit each other in the head. It was disturbing. It, it was like w- wait, wait, we're we're like, you think twice about. I don't. It was just weird. Like you, that sound was sickening. Like I just I never seen it like that before in my life. I hope to never see it again. Actually, because that's yeah, all this stuff about concussions and. CTE, and then you got these two guys just banging their heads against each other. That's crazy. Is this that is just nuts? This is the second year in a row that this division delivered like the most jaw dropping match for me. Not the flippy stuff, not anything else. As much as I love everything else, um, and I'm watching the the set styles clash on loop in here in preparation for what we're about to talk about. Um, but like, is this like is the point of this division to be kind of the closer to MMA crossover bit? Or just just seeking the most, just seeking brutality in in in, in some fashion. Well, like, I mean, I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Going with the term, and I may be wrong here, but like going with the term, sort of open weight. Like it's a, it technically it's a belt for anyone. Okay. But in the sense of, you know, 
it is a bit it's kind of developed especially with Ishii's reign as as more of the hard hitting strong style kind of belt um I think that especially with this like this is the match that I think most people think that Japanese wrestling is <laughs> like I don't mm-hmm. like there's some amazing matches on at Wrestle Kingdom but especially like the last two matches on the card there was a lot of great storytelling that was very that was very much done and and there's still a storytelling aspect of Japanese wrestling. This is what most people think Japanese wrestling is, which is just two dudes hitting each other a lot, dropping each other on their heads, like that kind of style. Um, I, and I'm, I kind, it kind of makes me think back to uh, Wrestle Kingdom 9 and watching the never title match between Makabe mm-hmm. and Ishii. And that's what I was thinking when I was watching that match um, a year ago. I was watching I'm like, this is what my brain thinks is – Japanese wrestling is, but it didn't make me uncomfortable last year's match. Yeah, this year's match kind of crossed the line, and, and now I'm starting to wonder. I'm like, were, were they? Were, maybe Makabe and Ishii were, were banging each other's heads last year, and I just kind of like forgot about it. I don't remember that at all. That that was um, vividly sticking my mind forever. Somebody well, two and like like two animals in the wild just banging each other's heads. Like that's what rams do in the wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was Shibata that said prior, like in an interview, like days before the the match or whatever, saying this. I know basically in layman's terms, saying I know that I'm preparing to go into a match that will shave years off of my life. Ooh. Like that is literally what he said. Well, uh, I mean, in comparison, I mean, I, I'm somebody that was brought up. My 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 experience with Japanese wrestling was uh, Strangle Fucking Mania. Okay. Uh, okay, okay, which yeah. <laughs> which were Japanese tapes and usually the hardcore stuff uh, that ICP did commentary over and released uh, without asking anybody um, and, and in the 90s. And, uh, and I bought it again on DVD, by the way. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's that, like you said, that's that's your exposure to it is stuff like that, you know, or even uh, I think Asuka kind of represents that a little bit with her hard hitting style, right, that we're seeing yeah. in NXT right now. Um, they're like, yeah, this is Japanese stuff, and I think even even Baylor and um, uh, whatever his name is now, he's been in Hitami. Hitami, thank you. Uh, yeah. uh, represent that a little bit as well. Uh, but but this is like the epitome of that, certainly. Absolutely. But yeah, and then we go into the. Uh, oh wait, I got one more. I got a nugget here. I I, I thought we should mention this because we were talking mm-hmm. about what the never title is. But I don't know if you knew, guys knew that never actually stands for something. Oh, that, yeah, it does stand for something. I it forgot. is an acronym, thanks Wikipedia, for New Blood, Evolution, Valiantly, Eternal, and Radical. Whoa. There's nothing in this name that says anything about bashing each other in the head. <laughs> I can't remember. So, yeah, no. It's good I to see. If it, if it gives you a, a, a test, I can't remember if he was the first champion, but he was uh, the other like big prominent never openweight champion, I think, in recent memory, has been Masato Tanaka. Mm. And... For those that know Masato Tanaka from his PW, oh, like it's you can see, you know, the comparisons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was like supposed to be like their like developmental or something like that, right? From what I remember, like NXT and it was going to serve that purpose, but they just never went through with it, something like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and, but no, I think the belt is kind of it's it's now. I think that's the belt. It's on par with the Intercontinental and the Heavyweight Title right now, and I in in New Japan, so. Yeah. But yeah, uh, speaking of the Intercontinental title match, Nakamura versus AJ Styles, uh, first oh. time ever one on one, which is so shocking. Like, 
like I, I feel like you you think you know all like with all the G ones and all the stuff you know you would think oh Nakamura and AJ had to have wrestled you know one on one at least once but never apparently um, which is so cool um, yeah this was great um, this was also another very uh, gift worthy match because I think as much as the gifts of uh, of the pre show twenty uh, minute dance party. Uh, uh, were being shared around on Twitter. The other, the other most shared around thing was uh, AJ Styles uh, imaginarily shooting Nakamura, and Nakamura catching the invisible bullet. Oh, so great! <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's good stuff, man. That stuff you can't teach. No, no, you can't. That's the kind of thing that you see Nakamura do, and you're like, he can, he can make it work in America. You can't teach that. You can't script that either. That's just something mm-hmm. that's just innate. And you just do it. Mm. And it was awesome. It was awesome. This whole match was awesome. The The Styles Clash in Japan is literally the equivalent of a gun. I mean, like, that move has hurt a couple people really bad. Including Yoshi Tatsu. It yeah. puts the fear of God into everybody every time he hits it. Um, and then they put the twist on it with the um, – with, with the one arm, he, he came out of like a triangle. Yeah, and he stood up. Arm bar or something. Stood, stood up, up his it. arm, and then just did it. Boom. Hooked one arm and, and did the Styles Clash. And, <laughs> and I mean, this is this is the point in the uh, in the show where for me, like like Kevin Kelly, like was like at his peak because he's like freaking out. He, he's like selling so hard that that's the end of the match. And then when he kicks out, it's pretty awesome. And talking about stiff shots at. Uh, the Bomayay. Oh. Well, both of them, I mean, were... Ooh. Uh, the one to the back of the neck looks devastating. I mean, I know, I, I'm pretty sure he's doing it as safe as possible, but it just looks devastating. Like, it's going to paralyze you. It, it's it's one of my favorite moves right now in wrestling. Like, the, like that's probably one of the best finishers that, yeah. that, that's out right now. Oh, yeah. like, it looks like it just, it just kills you, especially when he does it from behind. Like, you're just getting shot in the back of the head. And the way AJ sold it when it's like his head is down on the map, but his butt is in the air, like he's just completely limp. Like that's good stuff right there. Yeah, I mean, he sold it like uh, Abushi did last year, and I was I didn't think anybody could take it like Abushi <laughs> took it last year. But yeah, Styles, um, yeah, that was really fantastic. Awesome. And yeah, and yeah, and then we go on to the uh, the main event with uh, Tanahashi and Okada. Um, Another, like I said, really fantastic match. A lot of great storytelling here. Um, a lot of great, like, like I think people think this kind of style of wrestling is, like, this style, but also, like, the kind of the Ring of Honor style is the best way I could put it. They think it's very much just, like, move, move. <coughs> no real storytelling. But they did a lot of great storytelling in this match. Uh, the mo- Just the moment of, like, going towards the end and, and um, Okada doing that run, going for that one Rainmaker and then, like, them sort of collapsing and like um like ha- like having a str- that that struggle where like they both had each other like kind of gripped or whatever, um, yeah it was it was amazing uh, really really fun match. I, I typically don't like the, the the matches where they just go finish kick out finish kick out near fall near fall, but it fit this story because this is the eighth match in the series. These are the yeah. two top guys in the in the business over there. These are the guys, so you're at a different level here. And like I said, this is the eighth match in the series. And like this is the first match. Well, you see that with a lot of guys in their first matches together. They'll have kick out all their finishers and all this and that. Yeah. It fit this one because 
they probably hit one finisher before and one or hit two finishers before and one. And they've, they've built it to where now one finish ain't going to do it. Not with these two, because they're the top, they're the two top guys in Japan. And this is the eighth time, you know, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's for all the marbles. And it means a lot, especially for Okada, because he never beat uh, Tanahashi in a dome. So it fit this narrative. And it just, I mean, I thought it was over a couple of times. Like, I really thought it was over when I think Tanahashi hit at least one high fly flow and he kicked out. I was like, oh, God, this is crazy. Then I figured after Okada hit one Rainmaker, it was over. And no, oh, he had hit two or three more. Mm-hmm. But, but, but even though that's, it seems gratuitous sometimes, in this specific instance, it fit because, you know, that's just how these two guys have been built up for all this time for what, now four years since Okada got, went back to New Japan? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it fits this specific narrative. I wouldn't I wouldn't jive with it a lot of other times, but in this specific one, I rock with it. I also think, like, the ability to sort of, like, take out each other's finishes also plays with, like, how close the near falls were. Like, like they were, they were extremely close near falls. Um, like, usually if you see, like, I don't mean to use that as an example, but, like, John Cena, for example, I mean... He, he's known that people kick out of the kick out of the AA more than anything now, <laughs> and like, and it's normally just like one, two kick out, like you would see with normal kick out. Um, but to just like the just a millisecond before get the shoulder up is is yeah, it, it, that really allows it. It saves those finishers. It still makes them feel important. It still makes them feel like that could be it at any point in time. Um, that, the fans in Japan were going crazy. I mean, they don't go like crazy during matches like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More subdued, but they were into this match and they were making mm-hmm. noise, especially for those near falls. And then they bought in hook, line, sinker. So, as much as you can complain about the different near falls, the crowd bought in. And if you can get that crowd to buy in and to that extent, you're doing something right. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's amazing that that these two guys have have had what like three out of the past four dome shows or something like that where these guys have had that title match. And then, you know, they're getting ready to ring the bell before the main event uh, Monday morning, and that crowd is going crazy. Right. Like the, they haven't even done a move yet, and the crowd is going crazy. And that anticipation was so intense. And, uh, I mean, it, it, the match is special to me because Tanahashi and Okada, that's the combination that got me into Japanese wrestling. Um, I, I got kind of pointed in that direction when somebody wanted me to vote on like your end awards, you know, three or four years back. And I had to go and watch, you know, Kata and Tanahashi. I had to watch like two of their matches um, from like three or four years ago. Um, so I could fill out this, uh, fill out this ballot. And it was like, Oh, what in the hell is this? You know, that was so, and then to see this thing just go on, you know, year after year and just keeps getting bigger and bigger to the point where they're like stealing each other's finishers in that main event and it was awesome so like for me personally i loved it and i was really happy that they that even though it was a combination that's been done it's a match that seems like it feels like it's been done to death that they still got everyone going by the end of it i mean I, they didn't even really <laughs> not like it looked that hard i mean like the fans were into it the whole way um which is awesome i, I you know I, I can't say enough good things about about that match or those two guys they are on another level. And then the right guy won, I think. This was yes. definitely a case of, you know, they, they told a great story and, and really Okada, you know, is established as the guy right now. Like, and yeah, I, I think it's, and then people could argue that he was been the guy for, you know, years now, but, you know, 
I think to American fans, he has. I don't know completely if he's been given that final, like, you are our top star. And I feel like this is a case of uh, them really doing that. Awesome. Uh, once again, I think uh, this opens up. I love that we have the accessibility of this, and even that, that you know, some of us can uh, uh, filter through all the Japanese writing and get in New Japan world and be able to actually watch this thing. You know, it, this wasn't on regular pay per view, was it at all? No, the, the, I don't believe so. No, but we did have you did have options. So, so you know, I think I think uh, it did a long way to expose a lot of people to it last year. Uh, with that, even they were not with Global Force, whatever the hell Global Force is these days, I don't even know at this point. Uh, but but that's no, cool. If you have a chance, um, New Japan World, uh, there are it, it, there are tutorials to sign up for it. Is that correct, uh, Eamon and Matt? Yeah, uh, your, uh, your Google Chrome uh, translator can can help you can get you through most of the way. It, it's, it, it's it, does a, it does a pretty decent job. Does Make it? sure you tell your bankers you want to approve the international purpose. That's what happened to me. Oh, I didn't. I didn't tell my bank before trying to do it, and didn't take my car. I had to call the bank, and they had to call Visa, and it's, I had to give them permission to do the international pur- purchase, and it went through. And oh god, yeah, mine went through pretty fine, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I got the service and all that, but yeah, um, yeah, and I and I signed up like that night, and like everything, everything worked well. Yeah, like your Google Translate will do a pretty good job of you know getting you through that whole stuff. Good. And Good. there's also tutorials that can help you unsubscribe to New Japan World, which can be tricky also if you're <laughs> not into that language thing. Because, um, yeah, some services I, like this. I, I don't know if I would do New Japan World around year-round, Yeah, but for Wrestle Kingdom and for the G1, yeah. I can see myself yeah. doing it every year. Uh, I, I, loved, I love the G1. <clears throat> and, um, and I, I kind of feel like the way, I guess, a casual fan will feel towards WWE Network. Maybe, because to me, why wouldn't you have WWE Network year-round? But to be a casual fan, oh, I'll get it for the Rumble. I might get it for WrestleMania. I'll pick it back up again for SummerSlam or something like that. But I wouldn't get it for Battleground. Where mm-hmm. We might have it all year round. Where New Japan is like, oh, I don't know if I really want it for Dominion, but I'll get it for the G1 and Wrestle Kingdom. And you yeah, know, maybe, yeah. maybe right. the, the Super Junior, the, 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 the Junior Tournament. So, And everything's so connected now. I mean, hey, welcome to the future. So if you know there's going to be a big match coming up, but, you know, invasion attack, then you... um. You're like, well, I guess it's time to drop my uh, 999 yen on. Uh, <laughs> I saw that number. Like, hey, oh yeah, that's right. Yen. That's not, right. Yeah. Not dollars. Do I have that much yen? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what What does that work out to in American? I think uh, my, it was either, like eight eight thirty. Eight thirty. Wow, that's a steal. That's an absolute steal. That oh, that's awesome. Uh, but if you guys have any thoughts out there, Wrestling Kingdom, let us know at, at Mayhem Show on the Twitter or in the uh, Facebook group for Wrestling Mayhem Show. Real quick, guys, because holy crap, we've been doing this for a while. <laughs> uh, let me know real quick what you learned from wrestling this week. And I'm sure there'll be some international flavor in a chat room. Uh, let us know as well. Uh, what about you? Who, who's got one first? Oh, I got one. All I got right. one. Go for it, Matt. This week, this week, I learned from wrestling that New Day is not funny anymore. Oh, no. What? what? They were trying to tell jokes on Monday night and no one was laughing. Neither was I. But it's okay. Oh. They'll, they'll, they'll be back. They'll try again. They need some new material. Hey, you know, but, and I, uh, not every week has to, has to be amazing. Uh, so, I, Especially the streak they've been on lately, you know. So. But, yeah, well, Matt, Matt and I obviously don't know about like, your side of it, but like, I'm very disappointed in San Antonio. <laughs> like from last night, oh, I I hate this city so much. Um, 
All right, uh, you I learned that okay. although I don't want heel authority figures around anymore, I think that's a, a trope WWE has relied upon too heavily over the last, what, 17 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still do have an affinity for Vince McMahon on TV. Uh, say what you want about him as a creative czar. You may not have what he used to have on creative TV. As an on-screen character, Vince McMahon is still money. As an on-screen, just solely as an on-screen character. And that's the only thing. I mean, like I said, don't want heel authority figures around. And you just criticize Vince all you want for his creative decisions. But as an on-screen character, he's still funny as hell to me. I don't know if it's just because he's an older man now and he, he, he's a crazy old man. I don't know. But to me, he's still good as an on-screen character. Just just purely as that. Mm-hmm. Man, I learned. Do people disagree with that? Is that, is that something crazy? No, I agree. Uh, Send it with mine. Because uh, it ties into that, uh, <laughs> I learned. I learned from wrestling this week. If you do this with your hand and put your hand like this, <laughs> you can't. Nobody can tell that you're flipping them off. <laughs> did anyone? Did you guys see that? <laughs> that came out? I saw that. Wow. Uh, why? Wh- what was Vince's strategy? <laughs> I'm like, gonna flip it, you guys off, but, but I'll protect it because wouldn't be a camera behind me too, like that. <laughs> No way, show my hand. No way in the crowd. Uh, I kind of kind of related to that. No, I'm agree with you. But I, I had a I had a epitome epitome moment when they came back from break to him trying to flex his pecs and realized we're like <laughs> we're like watching a 70 year old man in a sleeveless uh, referee uniform trying to uh, flex his pecs. And I'm just thinking, you know, sometimes I just step back and try to be the casual fan that doesn't know what wrestling is, and uh, and just 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 thinking. Would I really stick around at this point? Uh, so, then he shrugs his shoulders, like, "Oh, I don't know. They got a mind of their own. I can't control them." Well, what's up? <laughs> I, I don't know. What, I can't control my body. This is this is new to me. You know, <laughs> I, I, where, where did this come from? Oh, that was um, hysterical. But wow. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Garza learned that just like 1984, if you can't build them, steal them. Uh, uh. That's probably a good one. <laughs> Bobby F. J. Town learned that he was uh, unin- uninterested in Mr. McMahon's confusing performance until he reminded me of my love of the '92 Rumble, and I'm excited for wrestling again. <laughs> That's right, and Ric Flair is going to, or I'm sorry, Roman Reigns is going to be Ric Flair. Uh, yeah, yeah. With a tear in his eye. With a tear in his eye. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I'm watching I, it at some point. I need to go tonight. watch it again now too. Thanks. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna start watching random rumbles again. Going up to this one, but guys, if you're looking for a random Royal Rumble to check out, let me think about the one. I think it's 07. Yeah. What's the one where, or is it the one where Asina and Umaga have a last man standing match? That is an awesome show. And Taker and Shawn Michaels, like the final two in the Rumble. Oh, Oh, man, it's a good one. It's really good. Oh. Oh, guys, thank you so much. Wrestling Mayhem Show 501. Can get used to that. Uh, it's year 10 of uh, this show uh, kicking off. Thank you so much, Vaughn Johnson from Philly.com, the squared circle in the sports section. Some great stuff over there. Thank you so much for joining us in uh, uh, the you. first Thank show. Thank you for having me back on, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. You, you, are, you, are, in the, you are in the cycle. We'll, we'll try to get you in here every once in a while here. It's great having you on. And, uh, we'll, we, and, we, don't, and we don't take it personally that you're from Philly. <laughs> so... 
Um, and also with us, our main, our friend in the mainstream media, Matt Carlin. Check out his article with the DJ Zima Ion of uh, of uh, TNA and the International Wrestling Cartel, actually a Pittsburgh local here. And, uh, and and of course, the great articles over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com and the Around the Indies at IndieWrestling.us. I think Eamon mentioned something along those lines. WrestlingMayhemShow.com, the column from last week, 2015, the year John Cena's attitude adjustment stopped working. Yes. <laughs> nice retrospective. I yes. think you all enjoy it. And I always love, uh, because you're a very multimedia presentation when it comes to Around the Indies. Um, you know, you, any anytime you can find something Twitter or Instagram or, or you know that, that that can help kind of illustrate things that have happened, I, I think is, is is amazing and kind of helps, especially something like that. That you know, I don't know half these names, you know, but I get to see something. Um, I think it's really good for people wanting to kind of dive in a little bit to what's going around, uh, going on in the indies in the states um, as well. Aim and paid name it too, please of the inspire pro wrestling organization um and also i think you were a part of the tna asylum years uh experiment episode this past week right oh, oh i was oh man <laughs> that, the, was a, that was a thing we did you guys watched I, the, was, somewhat regret uh, but but i hear the fans want more you guys watched the first episode of tna ever is that correct we did uh, i actually I, I preemptively watched the second one. I think we'll hopefully be doing one on, on the second one. So I don't know when, but hey, if people want to watch it, we'll keep going through it. Awesome. Go check it out. It's on the YouTube. It's on the um, uh, uh, Wrestling Man Show Super Feed on the iTunes and the Stitcher. And, uh, and let us know what you think about it. And if there's anything else these guys want to uh, – hey, hey, our guest the last show, Rob, uh, Rob, uh, Rob on the Run on the Twitters, he says if you get into some old shows, old classic shows, he's interested in joining you. Uh, so uh, reach out to that perhaps. Uh, aim in two please for him. I'm at, I'm at Sorgatron on the Twitters. Uh, I talk wrestling every once in a while. It's usually over at Mayhem Show on the Twitters over there. Uh, and of course, please join us on the Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook group, WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Uh, and of course, uh, drop us a line at the usual parts, uh, the email address. Good times. Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com and the phone number 412-206-WMS0. And, uh, and let us know what you think of the show, what you think of wrestling. Sometimes we read stuff on the show or listen to the voicemails as well and get your opinion in here or join us here live at live.wrestlingmamshow.com about 9 p.m. Eastern time. Just like that dude flicking in the corner and see what people have to say out there. Uh, thank you so much for everybody joining us. Uh, Garza, Bobby FJ Town, um, um, and everybody else throughout the night. Alex Cars. Um, uh, Mad Mike getting mad at us spoiling the Twitters, and he's getting mad because I left the 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 hangout, and it's just angry Mike with his hands up all the time, as I imagine him getting mad at our spoilers for for Impact. Uh, and uh, I don't know, we you guys doing a midweek war on Impact after this awesome. this week potentially? I might be coming back. I'll keep an eye out for that as well. Thank you so much. See you guys next week. Mayhem. Oh, geez, I almost forgot. I geez. Uh, shouts to first of all retro, um, geez, the retro gaming uh, uh, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh retro gaming dot com. I believe the the thing is um, they're doing something here in town, a, a charity event, and as well as the Wrestling Mayhem Show ten, ten year uh, pa- party we're having uh, next Thursday, January fourteenth at our friends Looking for Group in Brookline. If you're Pittsburgh local, please come down. Uh, it's going to be open night for gaming for you guys, and we're going to have some fun with that. I think we're going to try to have a WWE two K sixteen tournament. I have prizes. I have prizes. They're sitting right over there. We have some stuff here in the studio, um, and they're not all just the uh, super sad uh, world 
uh, WCCW Von Erichs DVD that I've been trying to get rid of for years. Uh, I won't. I mean, maybe the, the loser will get this. Uh, but other than that, I got some very, very special fun stuff uh, for that night. And uh, come down, play some play some Xbox with us. And uh, they got an Oculus Rift. If you guys want to guys, guys check out some VR, come on down um, and look for that group. Uh, look for that event over on the Facebook. Thank you so much. Mayhem out. Wait, just wait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.